Today's uh, reading comes from Romans 12, um, uh, verses 1 and 2, and it can be found on page 1139 in the Church Bibles. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Now, as Rob said, it's two small verses, but there's lots to unpack and we're going to do that in just a moment. So if you keep um, the passage open... Um, but first of all, there's, in just a second, there's going to be a series of images that are going to come up on the screen. And I want us to have a think about what they might have in common, what these pictures might have in common. And I won't accept they're all from Google Images as, a, as an answer. Okay, we're looking a bit more deep than that. So, if we could have the first picture. There we are. Someone playing, someone playing the Xbox is the first picture. Someone playing the Xbox. Liverpool football fans in the, at Anfield supporting their team. Here we are, relationships is the next one. And fans at a rock concert. And I think that speaks for itself, that last one. Someone with a lot of money in their hands. Loving it. So, um, does anyone have an idea what these might have in common, these different pictures? Think deeply, think. Maybe, yep. They're all fans. They're all fans. Do we think that's right? They're all fans? A yeah. Fan, a, um, football fan, a rock star fan, a fan of a uh, husband or a husband. Yep. And a fan of the Xbox. Okay, so they're all fans. So they share that in common. Any, any, anything else? They're all fans. That's a good start. Kathy. <laughs> Love. They're all in love. That's, that's also a very good, good idea. <laughs> in love with Liverpool. Um, relationships, there was a couple in love there. Um, what else do we have? Love of money. Yeah, love of Xbox. Okay. Val has one back here. Okay. They're all idolising something or someone. They're all idolising something or someone. That's good. We'll go for one more. Or I might have to pick on someone. Oh, here we are, Philip. How about uh, commitment? Commitment. Okay. So, all very, very good ideas. Um, the one I was looking for, which is, <laughs> which wasn't one of those, that's why I asked for one more, is they might be considered forms of worship. Okay. The guy on the Xbox, it might be considered worship, him spending a lot of time on the Xbox. Um, Liverpool football fans... You all saw them with their scarves, nice and high, um, supporting their team. That can be considered a form of worship. I just want us to think um, for a couple of minutes with the people around us, how is that, how are those different types of worship different to Christian worship? Or how should they be different? How are those different types of worship, we saw the Liverpool fans, we saw the worship of money, how is that different to Christian worship? So just a couple of minutes uh, with the people sitting next to you. Thank <laughs> you.
Okay, we'll come back before things start to go off topic. <laughs> okay, who's got any ideas? How are these things that were up here different from Christian worship? In that case, we'll go to Jeff. Okay. Uh, Charles said, <laughs> putting self before God. So, although these things are not wrong, there could be an element of what's in it for me, whereas the worship should be centered in God. That's what Charles said. And what do you say, Jeff? I, I, I agree with him. <laughs> Great. That's, it. that's very good. Anything else? Okay, we'll go Helen, then Sam. Rob said uh, (laughs) that a lot of those things, they can let you down. So although there's nothing wrong with the relationship and it's good, but those other things can always let you down. Whereas worshipping God, he can't let you down. Very good. I don't know if it was Tony or Sam. Tony. Sam's was better than mine, but mine was, I think that they were all... uh, worship when things are going well. You're worshipping Liverpool when they win. You're worshipping money when you've got it, when you owe it. It's not so much fun. So it, it seemed a bit of a one-way traffic. It was, we, we worship those things in the good times, whereas we worship God, hopefully, in the good and bad times, and he's always there for us. He's more secure. Okay, brilliant. <laughs> that was a good thing to sum it up. Now, I think uh, it's fair to say that we all worship... Can I switch to this mic now? <laughs> we all worship... Um, different things, it's just a case of who or what we worship, okay? I would say everybody worships in some form or another, but it's a case of what we worship, okay? So, if you can keep the passages open, we're going to have a look at that passage in just a second. Um, But this evening, I want us to look at Christian worship, um, and specifically three things. Um, Who we worship, why we worship, and how we worship. Who we worship, why we worship, and how we worship. Now, it's quite an obvious question, really, um, who we worship uh, as Christians, but so often uh, we fail to do it. Rather than the created or man-made things, as we saw in those uh, photos earlier, um, as Christians we're called to worship the Creator God. He's so much bigger than Liverpool football team, uh, the money, than individual relationships uh, with other human beings. And sometimes that can be quite hard for us to take. But... Um, They're not to be lifted up above the God who made us. But I think one of the biggest things that we worship um, ahead of God is not Xbox, it's not Liverpool football team, it's actually ourselves. And we put ourselves at the centre of everything. And I think that's as a a result of sin. We become so self-centred that we worship ourselves instead of God. So... Today we're looking at worship, a response to God's mercy. And the first thing we've just looked at, who do we worship? We're to worship God, we're to worship um, the creator and not the created. Okay, so that was fairly simple. But why do we worship? We're to worship God, he's the creator. But why, why should we worship God? Growing up in, uh, in church as a youngster, I still am a youngster in, in many respects, but uh, growing up in church as a, as a little boy, um, I didn't really see, see the point in, in worship. You know, I got bored. I was, I was sat in church at the front with all my mates and, and I got really bored really easily. But it wasn't until I fully understood 
who Jesus was and what he'd done for me, that worship became relevant, that I began to take part in worship in a church service. Because it wasn't until that had affected me that there was any reason for me to then worship God, until I was affected by all this news about Jesus. Okay? Um, the passage says, if we look at this bit in particular, Therefore, brothers, I urge you, in view of God's mercy. Now, the word urge immediately uh, strikes out and suggests that this is extremely important, this bit of the passage. Um, and it's because of God's mercy that we are able to worship God. But we don't, or at least we shouldn't, worship God to gain his mercy. I'll say that again. We don't, or we shouldn't, worship God to gain his mercy. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. And I'm just going to read a, a passage from Ephesians. It's, should come up, it's up on the screen now. Ephesians 2, verses 4 to 5. It says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions or sins. It's by grace you have been saved. Now, mercy, as I said before, is not getting what you do deserve. And this passage says that before we become a Christian, we're dead in our transgressions and our sins. And it's by grace we've been saved. Uh, Lost my place in the notes. Um, That's mercy, that Jesus, Jesus died on our behalf. And we didn't deserve him. We didn't deserve that. Um, so we don't worship God to get right with him. He makes us right. We worship God as a response to being made right uh, by him. Worship doesn't make you a Christian. But it's the rightful response of a Christian. I'll say that again. Worship doesn't make you a Christian. But it should be our rightful response as a Christian to, to worship God. Going back to when I was at church, sat board um, in the, the cold church pews at the front um, in an Anglican church all I was thinking about was my football match after the, after the service, I just wanted to get out but that minute where I understood in Sunday school that Jesus had died for me, had taken my place and that it showed great mercy on me, that he had got me out of this mess even though I didn't deserve it, that was the minute where I was filled with joy, I was filled with a wanting to to respond to that and to praise God. Um, And we'll come on to the different ways now um, that we can praise God and we can respond to to that message of mercy. So, we worship God and we worship him because of the things he's done for us, uh, most most notably his mercy. So how do we worship God? Or at least how should we worship God? Well, there are two key things from this passage, I think. Um, The first bit, as it says, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Um, when I first read that, I thought, oh dear, what's going on? With, <laughs> what's going on? Living sacrifices, that sounds quite demanding. Um, I wouldn't advise you to do it, but if you type living sacrifice into Google, there, there's an extremely heavy metal band <laughs> that come on. Um, and that, pretty freak, that freaked me out, to be honest. But in the Old Testament sacrifices, and we see it um, throughout the Old Testament, sacrifices were a way of dealing with guilt. And many of the sacrifices involved the death of an animal, normally a sheep or a cow, for example. The animal had to be killed um, in a special way, and the body often had to be burnt on an altar. Um, And this system of animal sacrifices, 
um, pointed to the need for a death to take away that sin and that guilt. However, the sacrifices in the Old Testament can never completely meet this need. There's so much that goes on in the Old Testament that we think it never completely deals with the problem of sin. And that, that's not that it failed, it actually shows and points towards uh, the need for someone. And that points towards the perfect sacrifice that was Jesus. So if Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice, he died in our place. He took the punishment we deserve. But we are called to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Jesus died. He was a, a dead sacrifice, as you like, but he came back to life. We are called to be living sacrifices. So now, with the use of the word uh, bodies in this passage, which is quite an interesting use of the word, Paul is stressing that we're to offer our all, to offer our everything. I I think so often that we we can have such a narrow view of worship that we can think it's just a Sunday morning thing, that we can think it's just uh, singing, although singing plays a a part of worship, but it's, it's not just singing. I think we fail to properly respond to God's mercy by being caught up in in so many different things. We often hear the term worship leader used a lot throughout the Christian culture. but It's often used in a context to describe a a Christian band, that the main guy is the worship leader. But that's music, that's just a a part of of the overall picture which is being described in this passage. I want to challenge challenge us today um, and look at the way in which is we respond to God's mercy in worship. But that's, that's all well and good. It's talking about bodies. It's talking about physical things, a physical response. But what if we're out of physical action? Um, recently, Ken hurt his back and was at home quite a lot of the time. Um, and, and this week, Jacqueline Gibson was, was asking in what way she could help out uh, whilst at home. She hasn't been very well, as, as, as you know. Um, and she was able to use her time at home to help with some of the harvest flies for Cornerstone. Um, it's, it's, it's quite a simple thing, but it's often overlooked as a form of worship. She was using her time and her effort to help out uh, in and around the church and to use that for God's service. You, you might not think that's a form of worship, but I believe that um, in, in this passage that, that that's offering your, your bodies and your lives back to God. Just a, just a very small thing, but sometimes small things can make a big difference. Um, at lunchtime I went to um, Ray and uh, Betty Spratley's house which was good fun actually we heard some great stories it was a good time um, and they're as you know two older members of the church but Ray every Thursday he comes down and he does the simple many of you will not know he does the simple task of folding the notice sheets you know he's, he's fairly old he may be not in the best physical state but he's able to come down and help out by Uh, just doing something as simple as folding the notice sheets. We might be in a position uh, one day, like Paul found himself in occasions, imprisoned, tortured, but God wants all we can give. Worship isn't asking us to be unrealistic, it's asking us to give our lives and to give all that we can to God. Now Nigel, you better look up and wake up, because I'm going to talk about football. As As a footballer, I believe that I can use the gifts, um, skills and abilities that God's given me to worship him. You might think, how on earth can you worship God through football when so often football's worshipped itself rather than God? But I believe that I can play to the best of my ability. I can put 100% effort in. 
even if we lose 4-0 like we did on Saturday. Um, and I can use that for God's glory. I can play in a way that's fair. I can um, look out for other members of the team. And I can use football as an evangelistic opportunity. The other day I was able to have a great chat with um, some of the guys on the team on the way back in the car. Um, but does that mean that because I'm worshipping God, I can get it right and do it all right every time? No. You just have to ask Nigel, actually. Um, ask Nigel if I get it right every time. The other day, you know, I was given a bit of dip to the referee. I wasn't worshipping God as I should have been through my sport. I'm a, sti- I'm a sinful person. But the great thing is, I'm not doing it to earn God's favour. I'm not doing it to try and please God. Though if I'm right before him, by having faith in Jesus, Jesus' work on the cross, then my offerings will be, as a result, holy and pleasing to God. Again, not because of anything I've done, but because of God's mercy. Because he has enabled me to be right before him, my offerings can now be holy and pleasing to him. And we're not alone in our um, task of responding to God's mercy. We have his Holy Spirit working inside us. He's also called the helper and he's there to help us. So when I'm out on the football field, when Jilly, Sam and Spectrum are here doing their crafts, if we're Christians, then God's inside us trying to help us to worship him. Now, it's important to know that I can never pay God back for what he's done for me. He's died on the cross and so often we think, I wish I could pay him back. I wish I could just give him something, you know, to get it level. I wish I could pay him back. But we can't pay God back for what he's done for us. It's not possible. But, but the great thing is he doesn't ask us to, to pay him back. He just wants us to offer our all back to him. And so, as a Christian, if I offer my life and I, if I offer my life and if I offer my all back to him, then I'm showing the right response to what God has done for me. That was the first thing. Secondly, we saw earlier, didn't we, that um, worship is to be different from the rest of the world. It's to be different from the Liverpool football fans um, in the stand cheering on their team. It's to be different from um, putting things as priority. Those are good things, but they mustn't be a priority over God. And so we're asked in the passage to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. But we're also asked uh, not to conform to the pattern of the world and to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, if we're living for God, then it needs to be a mindset as well as a physical thing. And if we could have the next slide up. Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 8 says... Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And Jesus tells us in his teaching um, that our thoughts can be just as important as our actions. Um, He talks about um, if a man looks at a girl with lust, then he's already committed adultery in his heart. And So there's real good teaching about the fact that our thoughts are just as important as our actions. And I want to challenge us this evening about that. What kind of things do we think about on a daily basis? Do we think about godly things? Do we think about what God's done for us? Or um, do we just think about the next Xbox game that we're going to play? Do we just think about 
and I know I'm guilty of it, the, the football match after church that I might be playing. I guess a lot of it's down to how often we read God's word. Now the passage says we are not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world. If we could have it back onto the Romans one, great. We're not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Well, I would suggest that we can all respond to the good news of Jesus outwardly, but it has to be more than actions. It has to be a mindset with our ultimate desire being to, to worship God in response to what he's done for us. Um, and so just as I, f- I finish, if you haven't put your trust in God and you haven't received his mercy, then I would seriously encourage you to, to think about making that next, next step uh, because worship comes only as a response to God's mercy. And there's a Christianity Explored course, which I know is coming up, which Nigel and Neil will be running. Um, so it'd be good to sign up for that if you you haven't yet made that next step and you want to find out more. So we are to worship God rather than created and worldly things. That is who we worship. We worship as a response to God's mercy and we go about this through offering our lives back to him.